Well, how's everybody doing out there? Welcome to uh, Generations Church. I'm Pastor Troy. It is December, and it uh, may not feel like it in Southern California, but in other places it does. So glad to be uh, with you today. Uh, and I uh, just want to uh, just send our love to everybody that's mainly main, uh, maybe dealing with symptoms or issues as this COVID thing has uh, taken a little bit of a spike. So I know a number of our, our people are dealing with some not tasting things. And how many know that not tasting Christmas and food and cookies and brownies this time of year is just not the thing you want to experience? So we're just praying for you that your tastes come back. So all the Christmas cookies and all the stuff that tastes so wonderful uh, can be a blessing to your taste buds. So um, just uh, love to all the family, Generations Church, as we come to you online today as we start our brand new series. The Christmas season is upon us and Thanksgiving has passed. Praise the Lord. So uh, many of you, I've seen decorations going up. I mean, people decorated a little bit earlier this year. People that have never decorated before are decorating this year. So that's good. Uh, presents are being purchased mostly online. And uh, so we just keep, keep the joy. I just want to encourage us today to do your best this Christmas season, really to keep your eyes on Jesus in the midst of regulations and uh, stuff going on in our state and uh, wherever you might be as well across the world. And uh, maybe things aren't going to be quite as normal as we would like them to be with malls filled with people and Christmas music playing. But you know what? Let's just keep joy in our heart and be thankful in what we say. Because there would be a great opportunity right now, definitely this year, to be negative in what we say. So let's just keep, keep our, watch our tongue and keep speaking positive things during this holiday season. Amen. Because the number one thing rings out is Jesus is here. And this is where we celebrate the birth of Jesus Christ. Amen. Now, I do want to just give a, just a little information out there. We had a Christmas parade that we were planning on doing and doing lots of things, but I have made a, a decision. I just feel like uh, because we were going to go and basically take Christmas to the city uh, outdoors the week of right before Christmas and we were going to sing, I was like, man, I don't know if that's the smartest thing to do right now in the cold and having people out on a trailer singing Christmas carols and in costumes and stuff. So I've just decided that uh, just with the weather and everything going on that we're just going to postpone that. But we're excited about our Christmas Eve special coming into your homes on Christmas Eve. So make sure to be aware of that. All right. So it's going to be good. So let's just pray today before we get into our brand new series, Visitations. Father God, we thank you for your Holy Spirit. We thank you, Father God, in the name of Jesus, that you just uh, go right through this camera lens to wherever they're watching on their phones, their iPads, Father God, their TVs. Father, I thank you in Jesus' name that wherever people are joining us today, on the other side of the world, possibly, Father God, in Myanmar and Pastor James and his wonderful church over there, Father God, across the United States, wherever they might be watching from, in Brazil or wherever, Lord, we just thank you that your spirit is there touching people's lives. I thank you for the anointing upon me to preach and teach this message to your people. And everybody said in your homes really loud, oh yeah, amen, amen. Now, the, uh, the video that we played right before, great video, the scripture that was used from that is actually a prophetic scripture, Luke chapter 1 and verse uh, 78. You don't have to turn there if you don't want to, but it says in the, in the, in the video and also in the scriptures, it's a, it's a prophetic it's a prophecy of Zechariah. It says, The splendor light of heaven's glorious sunrise is about to break upon us in holy visitation. 
was referencing prophetically the coming of Jesus, and uh, John the Baptist was coming before him, if you read the whole prophecy right there. And it's really a, 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 a prophecy of hope, of a holy visitation. And I believe that heaven brings visitations into our lives more than we realize. That there are holy visitations coming into your home, coming into your family, coming into our lives more than we realize because we're not really looking for them in some ways. But if we were really to look, there are visitations happening all around us, angelic visitations and vi visitations from the Holy Spirit. And I just want us to look at the Christmas story over these next three weeks as we just dive into all that took place when the Messiah, Jesus, was brought into the world as a visitation. And so the word visitation in the dictionary means this, if you didn't know, the appearance of a divine or supernatural being, a visitation. Another definition, it says when the pastor or reverend comes to your home for a visitation. But I don't do that. All right, so praise the Lord. Uh, <laughs> so all kinds of different visitations, but basically it, is a, it says a divine or supernatural visitation or a being. Now, if any of you have watched uh, television, which I'm sure all of you have, you're watching right now, sometimes there are shows where there's mediums. And the medium will try to have a visitation from an ancestor who passed, possibly, right? Or some other type of supernatural visitation. And they say, oh, let's try to, let's try to make a contact with your aunt or your grandma or your mom. Or let's have a visitation. And they try to have these types of things occur. And how many know the demonic realm will oblige them in those situations? People have told stories of visitations from ghosts. Right? Uh, of an ancestor, maybe, who passed away. Or, or, or they'll sense something. Anybody ever? I sense something in the room. Like something here, like you're getting a visitation. And we don't really know what it is sometimes, but you, you sense the presence of something else. Maybe a supernatural being. Maybe something divine. Maybe something demonic. But there's a visitation that's taking place. Amen? I have even had people tell me personally, tell me stories about how they will have conversations because grandma would come visit them in her spirit and they would have conversations with them. And then they would ask me, is this normal, Pastor Troy? Well, it's normal to you, apparently. Amen? But that is not really necessarily the types of visitations that we are looking for. Some will say specifically one of my daughters, that we will have visitations from UFOs. Come on. E even recently, they discovered something in the mountains of Utah where there was this, this silver thing sticking in these, and it, and it was like, whoa, where did that come from? Like, did we have a visitation and the alien ship left a piece of the machine there, you know, or the ship that was there and just left to drop something off? And so there's all these types of things where people talk about visitations. However, the Bible is referring to visitations from God and holy visitations. Amen. And the Bible is full of visitations from God and from heaven coming to earth. And so I want us just to dive in and look at some of these supernatural demonstrations of God's power on the earth. How many know the Bible talks about fire by night, clouds by day, manna from heaven, the burning bush? angels appearing. These are all visitations referenced in the Bible and many, many more of heaven visiting or heaven manifesting in the earth today. And these visitations can be and are available to you and I to participate with if we're seeking God in this way. Amen. So what visitations could 
we experience? What visitations have you experienced? I've had many conversations with people that have experienced visitations, an angel, or, or I know many ministers that say, well, I met Jesus came and took me here, and we had a conversation or a visitation from Jesus. I remember one, one, uh, one pastor told of a story how he heard some rumbling in the middle of the night, and he came downstairs, and he looked, and it was actually the devil is what he believed because it was absolutely beautiful. And so when he saw him, he goes, oh, it's just you, and he went back upstairs to his bed. Because he had a visitation, right? And so there's different stories that people have told. There's stories, there's even movies made of people who have gone to heaven. And all kinds of things that we can see and we can talk about. What visitations from the Christmas story can we observe or discover? So we're going to start in Matthew chapter 2. And I believe that possibly today, if you follow with me and if I explain it correctly, some of you might be able to put the mind-blown emoji on your chat today or on Facebook or YouTube or wherever you're watching from. You'll be just that mind-blown. And I hope it comes here in just the next few five minutes or so. But first of all, let's read our story in Matthew chapter 2, starting in verse 1. I'm going to read all the way down till about verse 12. But let's just lay the foundation of the Christmas story. Now, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod the king, behold, wise men, or some references or uh, uh, translations will say magi, from the east came to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he who has been born king of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the east and have come to worship him. When Herod the king heard this, he was troubled, and all Jerusalem with him. And when he had gathered all the chief priests and scribes of the people together, he inquired of them where the Christ was to be born. So he said to them in Bethlehem of Judea, For thus it is written by the prophet, But you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are not the least among the rulers of Judah. For out of you shall come a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod, when he had secretly called the wise men, determined from them that what time the star appeared. And he sent them to Bethlehem and said, go and search carefully for the young child. And when you've found him, bring back word to me that I may come and worship him also. And when they heard the king, they departed. And behold, the star which they had seen in the east went before them, till it came and stood over where the young child was. When they saw the star, they rejoiced with exceedingly great joy. And when they had come into the house, they saw the young child with Mary his mother and fell down and worshipped him. And when they had opened their treasures, they presented gifts to him, gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Then being divinely warned in a dream that they should not return to Herod, they departed for their own country another way. Now this is a great story. Now first, I just wanted to highlight the very last thing. It says that they brought gold and frankincense and myrrh. And so some traditions, religious traditions, would tell us that there were three wise men or there were three kings of Orient that brought gold, frankincense, and myrrh. So we think there's only three, but it just indicates the type of gift. It doesn't say the amount of people who brought the gifts. So we have to always be careful of religious traditions that sometimes we just think, oh, well, there was three. No, there was three types of gifts, but there was many, many, many wise men or uh, Magi. Amen? So, first of all, number one, behold wise men. The other translation I said refers to them as a magi. Now, magi, by definition, if you aren't aware of really what that is or what that means, it is a magician, an oriental astrologer, or by implication, a magician. Now, this is in the Bible. 
This is what these people were. This is what these guys were. So they were experienced at studying and following stars. They were astrologers of that day. Isn't that amazing? And so in verse 2, for we have seen his star in the east. So our first visitation that we're going to look at in our series is the star. The star in this text was mentioned many times, and it, this star was the guiding light that took them to Jesus or where Jesus was. Now, just to help us in this text to see the Bible come to life a little bit more, I have a little clip. Now, some of you, this is going to take you way back. I want you to gather all the kids right now, get them in the, the living room because we're going to have a little cartoon. It's going to last about a minute or so. And uh, for those of you who are raised in a child when you were like my age, when I was a kid, this is going to take you way, way back, basically 1968. This movie came out, and uh, the kids are spoiled nowadays with all the animation and digital stuff that we have going on. But these are the kind of cartoons that we were raised with. And here is a great cartoon talking about the star. Watch this. is a cartoon. That is some great animation right there. Come on. Some good stuff. That's what I was raised on right there. So I love Little Drummer Boy. Every Christmas I'm, oh, when are they going to play Little Drummer Boy, you know, and so uh, it was always exciting. And so you could see that he followed the star. Now, of course, in the Bible, we don't see a reference to the Little Drummer Boy, but it's a movie. So, but we did see all the shepherds and all the wise men coming to the stable, or the inn, as they called it, uh, where Jesus was born of Mary, and they were all coming to worship him, and they followed the star. Now, interesting fact, 
Okay, I'm ready to, ready to blow your mind a little bit here. I was having a conversation with my daughter, and she said, Hey, Dad, did you hear about the planets? And I'm like, What are you talking about? The planets. Well, they're saying that it's the first time since 1623, over 400 years ago, that this um, great conjunction, they call it, or is going to take place, and it's going to take place starting on December 21st of 2020, right after the sun goes down, that we will be able to see the planet of Saturn and Jupiter as they come together creating this great light or this great star in the sky. So everybody, mark it on your calendars, December 21st, and it's going to last for about a week where we're going to see this really bright, glowing, what would look like a star in the sky, but it's actually the planet of Saturn and Jupiter because of their orbit that during this time. Now, I looked it up a little bit, and basically this takes place every um, 19.6 years, but this is the time when they're coming closest together, where they're st they're, the two planets will be the brightest. And it happens about every 400 years. So we're, we're at year 2020 right now. So you go back 400 years, so 1623 was the last time it happened. So then you go back another 400 years, you go to the year 1200, another 400 years, you're about 800, another 400 years, you're 400, and another 400 years, you're at zero. Now, what I found interesting was that when you look at this and this star or Saturn and Jupiter aligning, as I was preparing my message, as I was reading this text, I looked up the word star, and it took me to Matthew 2, 2, but I looked it up in a commentary. And Ellicott's commentary says this, We have seen a star in the east. Here again, this is what it says, We enter on questions which we cannot answer. Was the star, as Kepler's conjecture, natural? The conjecture or conjuncture of the planets Jupiter and Saturn appearing as a single star of special brightness or supernatural, visible to all beholders or to the Magi only? So this commentary, Ellicott's commentary, actually references Saturn and Jupiter aligning to create this natural star in the sky. Now, the text here says that they, they came from the east or that they saw the star from the east. Now, it doesn't mean that they were looking to the east. It says they saw the star in the east. So if they were in the east, that means they would have saw the star. They could have been looking west because astrologers will tell us that on December 21st of this year, we are supposed to look to the southwest to see Saturn and Jupiter aligning, creating this great star in the sky, which happens to be in December, which happens to be the week of Christmas, which happens to be 400, 400, 400, 400 to the birth of Christ. Possibly. Now, if you're a little mind blown as I read that, and I was like, in this thing. Now, if you didn't know anything about Saturn and Jupiter, just Google it, all right? It'll come up because that's what I did. So, we have to see that that's what's going on here, and possibly, the, the commentator says, possibly it's this natural, or possibly it's supernatural. Now, me, me personally, I believe that it was a divine visitation. I believe that it was a supernatural star that appeared, because I'm not sure if we line up Saturn and Jupiter exactly, that it's going to lead them right to this stable or this inn that Jesus happened to be in. I mean, that's a pretty supernatural, bright star. But it is interesting because God placed all the stars and created all of them, and he put them in his time. 
So when you have a blood moon, which we had, I think, last year, all these different things, we can look to the scars, we can look to the sky, and we can get information about God's divine work and timing in place. And so we see this happening right here. Matthew Henry's commentary said this, His star, among the ancients, the appearance of a new star or comet, was regarded as an omen of some remarkable event. Many such appearances are recorded by the Roman historians at the birth or death of distinguished men. Thus they say that at the death of Julius Caesar, a comet appeared in the heavens and shone seven days. These wise men also consider this an evidence that the long-expected prince, Jesus, was born. This is why the Magi came trekking across thousands of miles or hundreds of miles or however many miles they were in the east. They saw the star and they came to worship Jesus Christ because they saw in the star that he was born. Now it's amazing that this visitation of a star led them to where Jesus was. But it not only led them, but it led the shepherds and it led all the others. It led them to where Jesus, the Messiah, was. Now if we continue and we look at this in Matthew chapter 2, let's just go back to verse 1 and 2 here real quick. Let's read it. It says, Now after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, in the days of Herod the king, Behold, wise men, or magi, from the east came to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he who has been born king of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the east and have come to worship him. We have seen his star. In other words, the astrologers referenced his star as the Messiah, or this star was special for him. And there is distinct fulfillment of prophecy, or basically uh, social uniting that took place because all these different types of people saw the star and there was sort of a breaking down of social economics and cultural vibes that were in the land because you had all these different types of people. You had shepherds and you had kings and you had all these people that came to worship. And they brought all different types of gifts. In other words, people from every type of life and lifestyle came to the cradle, came to the manger. Because there was a visitation. And a visitation in the star brought them to the visitation of Jesus, the Savior of the world. All the distinctions that you could see were wiped away when barbarian and all these bonds free, all these different people came to worship Jesus. The second thing we can see here is when the news of Jesus Christ was uh, brought out to King Herod, he was basically troubled. Now, he didn't, he didn't disclose this, but he said, hey, hey, you know, when you find him, Come let me know so I can come worship him also. See, this also shows us the deception of the enemy, where they'll say one thing but do another. They'll say one thing but do another. Let me say that again. They'll say one thing but do another. All right? So there's deception from the enemy. And so the king who made all the rules of the land was saying, hey, tell me where he is so I can come worship him also. But we also know that he was also the king that decreed to kill every young male boy under the age of two or two or under, which means he didn't find out where Jesus was, so he's just going to wipe them out. This is the king. Because here's what happens. When you have the Messiah or the Savior of the world coming on the scene, and everything you do, the stability, uh, uh, fear on people, uh, everything about what you ruled and reigned, all your possessions as the king was under your control, and now there was going to be a Messiah that maybe was going to take that control. 
There was a Messiah that everybody now would start to follow instead of following you as the king on the earth. See, the man whose mind is fixed upon possessions is such is troubled at the thought of a righteous ruler. When your possessions are threatened, you're nervous. And this is what King Herod was really nervous about, is if this really was the Messiah, if this really was a star that these magi or wise men saw, hey, come let me know, basically so I can take him out because he's going to become the ruler. And that's what Jesus came to do, to rule and reign. But then he gave us the authority to rule and reign and use his name. The last thing here we want to look at is really the character of the wise men. See, the wise men were great men, but their greatness is magnified by the greatness of their faith that they would follow the star to come and worship him. Faith is, after all, a kind of heaven-born insight, in a sense, and these men saw the star, and there were thousands of people who could have saw the star and came and worshiped him, but only they did. How many people you know that heard, have heard the name of Jesus, have heard of salvation with Jesus, but only some people go to church on Sunday. Only some people actually worship Jesus. How many have heard, how many at Christmas time hear the story of the Savior of the world, but only some actually come and worship Him? How many people saw this star, this, this visitation of a holy star in the sky, but only certain people came to discover the Savior, to find Him? See, they had an insight of faith, and there was a faith on the inside of them that said, this is the Messiah, the Savior of the world that was prophesied. It all comes back to what the Word had spoken, what prophecies had been declared of who and where, and He was going to be born in Bethlehem, the Savior of the world. See, there's a light that others do not see. There's a hand that others cannot perceive. There's a voice that others cannot hear that calls them to go forward that you and I hear and you and I see. So I just want to encourage you with this visitation from heaven, this, this star that was in the sky. Can you imagine if maybe today, because we have Jesus on the inside of us, that possibly the Bible says that let your light show, so shine? Possibly we could be the star that if people would follow us, we could lead them to the Messiah? If people would follow our light and who the light is on the inside of us, maybe we could follow them to Jesus, the Savior of the world. Maybe if they would see the light through us, they would begin to follow our example. They would begin to follow our lifestyle and would lead them to Jesus Christ. So it's not just some star in the sky. It's representative of who you and I can be, that there's a visitation from heaven to earth, and we carry the visitor. The Holy Ghost on the inside of us. We are the light. Amen? May we be the star that people follow. May we be the light that people see. And I just want to challenge you with this. What visitations from heaven are you looking for? What visitations from the Holy Spirit are you looking for? Are we just looking for signs in the earth today like everybody else was? Or are we like the wise men? I think it's interesting that that's what they're called, the wise men. Maybe we need to be a little bit wiser and start watching the signs, start looking for visitations from heaven to come into your family, to come into your life, to come into your job. Let your light so shine that all the world can see that the Messiah dwells inside of you. Amen? As we continue this series, we're going to continue to look at visitations from heaven to earth that happened through this story.
as we get into it next week. Let's just all pray right there in your home, where you are, wherever you're watching from. Father, we just thank you for holy visitations from the Holy Spirit. We thank you, Father God, in Jesus' name, that you visit people's families. Father God, I just pray right now for a holy visitation, Father God, of healing over people. Father God, healing from these symptoms of COVID, healing from symptoms of flu and allergies. Father God, in Jesus' name, we just come against asthma in the name of Jesus. We come against diabetes in the name of Jesus. We thank you, Father God, for a holy visitation and a holy touch on people's lives right now that are watching today, Lord. We thank you in Jesus' name, Lord, that we can look to you and we can see, Father God, visitations from heaven to earth in our lives. Father God, we just thank you for these things in Jesus' name. Amen.